On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, Chris is back on a golf high. We discuss whether the LPGA players are more consistent than their male counterparts. Plus, we play a game of what would you do in some of the more amusing situations you might find yourself on in the golf course. This is A Slice of Golf, hosted by me, Tim Williams. And myself, Chris Wright. And me, Ben Fowlis. Hello, hello. Welcome aboard. It's another week of Average Golfers talking about our attempts to play this odd and wonderful sport. We'll be diving into our, into all of our golf, taking on the pros uh, and chatting all the usual nonsense that you love. But first, just before we get r- right into things, we just need to reach out for a little bit of help from you guys. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please can do us a huge favour. Can you subscribe? But also leave us a review um, on wherever you get your pods. Um, share share around your socials. Um, just quickly, it, it really, really helps us. Helps us to grow the show. Do much more of this stuff. Uh, we've got big plans for the pod in 2022 to make it bigger, better, uh, more content than ever. Um, we love doing it and love the feedback we get from you. Um, it's genuinely one of the reasons we do it. So share and share a like to, to all your golf buddies that you've got out there. Um, I'm joined, as ever, uh, by the boys, Chris and Ben. I am, of course, Tim Williams. Um, fellas, just before we get into what we've been doing, I believe Chris has news or an update or something that he won't tell us about. Chris, over to you. Yeah, this has been brought to my attention by a uh, by a listener uh, uh i'll say his name charlie and basically by the way complete side swipe last week's show we were talking about and i know i said i wouldn't ever bring this up again nfts and crypto uh but all joking aside got a bunch of messages last week from people saying either love the idea or not don't know enough about it um even had a meeting this week where someone was like oh so we've just done a podcast on NFTs in golf. We're just, you know, thinking about this. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, so anyway. Yeah, you've opened up Pandora's box now, mate. You're never going to be at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, And I'm kind of okay with it, if I'm honest with you. Uh, the message this week from Charlie, screenshot, have you seen dot, 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 dot. Maybe something to bring up on the podcast with Ben and Tim. Uh, last week, Tim, I think you were quoted as saying, I... Eric Anders Lang would intentionally not do NFTs and he would go completely different if he was to ever do something like this. Uh, look at Eric Anders Lang's uh, Instagram today. All the stories are asking about NFTs. What would a random golf club NFT look like? What would this golf club look like? So, you know how I said Eric Anders Lang and random golf club be the next group that I think would probably do this? And you, No, absolutely not. Turns out they might be. So <laughs> I was delighted when Charlie sent that through. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. <laughs> he he will make if he does it. He will make so much cash if he does it right. I th- yeah, but I, um, I, I actually don't think what where I do think he'll differ is I don't think he will be in the money. So I think again, and that's if you look at some of the comments on his stories, it talks about actually is this just a money not for him but people trying to raise like make money and he's like no 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 this would be more about what it gives you access to 
imagine would be similar to Melbourne golf that we talked about last week, events, etc., through random golf clubs. So I just think it's interesting. Take note. Um, just just pay attention. Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to unfortunately call the bluff on that one. That is nonsense. That is, if you're moving into the NFT space, that is purely a money move. Like you can have so many membership websites and stuff to not require oh, it. If this it's is, no, an NFT thing. That's because he's going like, this is a chance to make a shit ton of cash in a very short space. Business is business. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying it's not about, yeah. I'm not saying, but what I don't think it would end up being like whatever those other ones were. If you're quick, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. What I think will be different is they will actually have a lot of stuff off the back of it that will be beneficial to the to the person buying it, if that makes sense. But I'm I'm hypothesizing here. I'm just doing this based off what his Instagram. But it was just amusing, and I really appreciate it when people message me saying you can rub Ben and Tim's face in it today. That makes life really that makes life a lot of fun. So. Thank you. <laughs> Just, just quickly, is this not yet another example of how we've basically heralded something or got ahead of the game <laughs> yeah. again? I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say that we're like the oracles here, or that basically everyone keeps stealing our ideas, but everyone just keeps yeah, stealing maybe, our ideas. Maybe Eric they? Anders is listening to the show. Maybe he's actually he's goes, you know what? This is a good idea. Maybe I should do that. Tell you what, if he is, Eric. Why don't you come on and talk about it, buddy? Let's uh, let's come yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. We should absolutely do that. Eric, come on the show. That would be amazing. Well, I'm, not sure, not, I'm not come sure we'd be able to get a word out of Tim, though, to be fair. He'd probably melt the, the chance of me Eric. I was going to say, even better than that, come over here. Let us know you're coming over. Let's go and do a long weekend over in Wales or something. We promise we won't let Ben do the logistics on the budget and the food yeah, and food. the planning. So don't worry. We're all good on that front. Um, yeah, just get over and give us a shout. That'd be great. Why not? Um, right, that's enough of that nonsense. Right, let's 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 talk about some golf. Um, who's been doing what? Who wants to go first? Who's been doing anything? Ben. Well, well, I bloody love golf again. Oh, okay. Let's park. Let's put a pin in that. Let's go straight back to Chris, who's obviously back up on the on the roller coaster, kind of gone back up again after a couple of weeks ago. Come on, then get it off your chest. What are you so happy about? Uh, I've got the whole weekend was a bit of a story if I'm honest with you so I'm going I'm to take you on a little a little journey here uh, we're going to go back to Tuesday last week uh, call up call up the club to book a tea time and it was a it was a bit of a question and and in hindsight it, the conversation makes a lot more sense it, it felt like the person on the other end of the phone knew or felt like I obviously had more information than I actually did so I came on for Sunday this is by the way I'm like that it wouldn't let me pay for whatever reason so call them up can i book um yeah i'll book you don't pay because i've only just closed the course due to fog and i was like oh okay well I, you know if the fog is still around five days I've definitely got, got issues here but i you know i don't feel like the fog would be that much of an issue so i kind of thought nothing of it book the tea time um d- don't hear anything else then go wake up go and clubs defense here they had emailed me on saturday it's just i do not look at my emails on saturday and sundays so had not seen the email but we get to the club oh did you get the information that there's only nine holes open that's annoying no did we did not get that information okay um yeah it's holes it's holes seven to 15 play i was like "Eh?" (laughs) that feels random i was like not just be 
front nine or back nine? <laughs> Why is it hole seven to 15? So that, that set me off a little bit. I was just finding that, that situation very amusing. Um, turns out quite an easy little route, the seven to 15. Nine. It kind of I understand why they did it. Just made me laugh at the time. Uh, so in, my, in my head, as soon as you said seven to 15, I was like, well, that's the furthest end of yeah. the course. So you've got to walk <laughs> for like 20 minutes just to get to the first, your first team. <laughs> No, it says, so the, the course in question is Black Nest, which um, we've played a few times in the summer and I actually yeah. really enjoy it. I think it's a great fun course. It turns out it is quite wet in the winter. Uh, it actually wasn't too bad when we played on, on Sunday, but, but the pro shop, the guys, uh, be careful not to fall over because you might drown. And I was like, right, okay. How wet, are, like, you know, when you start thinking, oh God, is this even going to be worth going out? Is this like, oh... I was like, okay, fine. Can I get uh, range tokens? No, the range isn't open yet. Okay, awesome. So can't warm up. It's it's about minus two. I'm told that I'm basically going to be wading through lakes and I can only play holes seven to 15. Okay. How I was thinking today's not going to be a great day. And, uh, the four ball had already bailed. So there was, uh, was that was pops price for anyone. I know. Uh, I'm quite impressed that he did uh, his wife was unwell and he decided that he should stay home and look after the baby which is absolutely the right decision Ben if right you thing to do. I'm very proud of you that you actually made that decision so of us we go out we think yeah let's let's go out and, let's go out and play, play. so we, we head out no warm up and uh, turns out I can bloody play golf who knew so I wrote down <laughs> I wrote. Oh, I haven't brought it downstairs. <coughs> I wrote down my last ten scores. Can I just say? Can I just say? I've not checked it. I've not checked it in the last week, but I'm immediately logging on to Tour Champ because I know that. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. No, 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 no. So, have you not done it? No, no, no. Because, because I said we we spoke about this teed off. Uh, for those that are listening, they're like, well, Tour Champ is where everyone can use it uh, free uh, for your groups to go and create your own race to devise your own FedEx Cups type tournaments. We obviously have ours in there. Um, and I decided we decided as a group that you could, we couldn't allow the round because we were going to play two loops of the same nine. The stroke indexes would have been right. Just it, it, it just wouldn't have worked. Like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been fair. <clears throat> and I couldn't be asked to go and figure out stroke index would be otherwise and tweak it and change it. I wasn't interested. So, anything else to set up this? dire start to a round no i think that's it i think we you know we were then good to go and uh <coughs> the first the first tee is a the seventh is a par three it's kind of like a little island tee box so you walk over a bridge to get to it water in front of you water all down the right side to a green that's down the right um first guy gets up tees up straight reload straight into the water on the right and by which point be laughing because I'm like this is exactly how it's uh, I get up I hit it it goes straight flee hip height along the above the floor but stays in place so I was okay and then the other guy he went all right hit a tree bounced back into play and was okay so the 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 the, the uh, it, I worked out it would impart past seventy over those over the two loops of nine and my this 10 rounds 
the lowest score. This is well, I went back through and I was like, this is a disaster. Previous ten rounds I've played, the lowest score I've had is a ninety-four. The highest score is hundred and four. Um, I was in a, I, clearly in a bit of a bad last year with with golf, not scoring well. This time, hit an eighty-two. Bloody hell! Wow, where did that come from? So, uh, where has that come from? So, points wise, it would have been forty-two two points. I think it was. Obviously, doesn't count, but that's where it would have been. And I was loving life. So you've escaped. You've es- turned to keep the ball in play. On that, based on the fact that it's, it's not escaped to cut, escaped. Yeah, but but I would have also I would have also liked the big points for for the tour champ. So, um, yeah, swing. But yeah, keep the ball in play really helps. Hit the ball towards the target really helps. Don't make stupid. Really helps. So yeah, delighted with that. Well, and. All of the stuff that went down in the lesson, I'm assuming, is embedding in quite nicely. Yeah, so I think, so there was, uh, obviously, I got away with a few you know, few tee shots where I somehow find the ball. It it was a bit like you hit your tee, it landed in the middle of it, never bounced. You're just like, oh. And you'd five went three inches into the ground. In the, like, you'd be like, okay, so this isn't ideal, but there were a few few times where i got away with a shot where i was like oh that's leaking up to the right and in summer it would have definitely bounced and bounced you know off into the trees whereas this time it just wasn't bouncing so it just st- stayed nicely about which which helps but yeah ultimately i think just irons i was hitting them really 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 nicely the par three i was i think par threes i played level par bloody hell two three par threes so um so six par threes played them level par so i was pleased with that um just everything the swing felt the swing felt much better still obviously still nowhere near where i I need to but it it just felt much better compared to the 12 months of my goal that's good to hear very good so so thank you coach i obviously messaged him immediately it's uh it's a shame shame you didn't get to play the 18 as well that's quite a nice, quite a nice finishing hole. Yeah, there. the 18th is nice. The 18th is nice. Um, Got some bad memories. But no, uh, overall, really good. Bad memories of that golf course myself. That was where, uh, well, as, as people may or may not know by now, me and my brother have quite a uh, a competitive relationship, should we say. Um, and uh, on this said day, we played together and he was driving. We had a Barney on the golf course, a little argument. And he drove off about me, which was which was nice. So Chris, Chris gave me a lift home. So uh, not the greatest of memories of blackness. Yeah, myself. I, I'll, <laughs> and I'll say he 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 rightfully drove off. I'd say he was on the the good side of you there. So uh, uh, that's but that was obviously brought up. <laughs> uh, also, also get this: Rob comes along, plays. He's he's played once in the last twelve months. Plays off eighteen. <laughs> Duh. Turns up, Rob is just a sick. I don't know if you've if your listeners, you've probably got this person in your group. It might even be you. Just, just the good at everything guy. Just turns up, doesn't you know? Hasn't played for a year, and I watched him hit the shots. I was like, "Are you joking? Like you haven't played it, and you're you're actually going to crush this?" He went around in thirty four points. I think it was. I was like, "This is <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Silly. This is just." Was, at one point, he went par par birdie blobbed the next hole and was moaning about it. I was like, you haven't played for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> <Ridiculous>. <laughs> oh, 
So bite. yeah, my weekend. Thank worry. you, Black Nest. It was good fun. <coughs> oh well, it'll bite him at some point. It's because it, yeah, because golf, because golf, because golf. Um, very good, mate. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you're back on the uh, back on the straight and narrow. Um, look forward to seeing how you progress over the coming weeks and months. Um, I mean, we all know there's going to be. A, a shocker in there i'm under no illusions of i'm fixed forever and i'm now only going to hit low 80s it was nice to it was just nice to be there and feel a bit more comfortable over the ball nice nice benjamin what have you been up yeah. to so was due to play on saturday um but that was tea time dependent i kind of tried to cram in too much into one day it turned out i didn't have enough time to uh to get the tea time um Sorry, I've got a dog posturing right next to me and he's about to start letting rip. So if you start hearing a dog bark, I, um, I apologise. Um, we've... Uh, oh, good. Right, he's gone. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, we were due to play, but I ended up kind of booking in too much. Didn't play. Uh, and also I'm nursing a, a, an annoying wrist injury, just a training injury at the moment, so I wouldn't have been able to play anyway. But there was something that I needed to do for business on Sunday, and it was a bunch of filming in T-Box. That's like their quietest time. There was one coach doing one lesson, and they said, yeah, come down. We're officially shut, but you can come in. Not a problem. And, you know, did all the filming, did that in 20 minutes, and he wasn't leaving. So I was like, well, I'll just use it as a range session. The wrist is terrible, but I'm here and I'm hitting the ball, so why not? And something really did click with the driver. Uh, it's something I've been working quite a lot with the past few months. But um, as I was explaining to someone or having a conversation with someone on, on Instagram about it, and it's something where, isn't it always the case, once you start slowing things down, things just become better. Um, and I, it was just the simple feeling of spending more time at the top of the backswing. Backswing, same speed. Downswing, same speed. Or what I thought was the same speed. But then when you watch the videos of like previous drivers versus this one this weekend infinitely faster um, and I was hitting the ball anywhere from five to sometimes 20 yards further than what I have been recently so it's just one of those like I looked at the calendar and it's now over a month since my last round of golf and I'm hitting the ball in practice as well as I've ever hit a golf ball so it's now a case of I'm starting to get really itchy feet so I'm going to see a guy about my wrist hopefully fix that and then obviously give it ample recovery time to get back to, to full speed. And I'm probably out on Saturday, potentially going on Saturday. So so we've got two days, two days to recover a wrist injury, which has been plaguing me for two or three weeks. So <laughs> I'm not, not optimistic that it's going to be fine, but we'll be able to... Why is this the them. first time you're going to get it fixed? Why uh, I mean, I, I do a lot of injury and rehab stuff. Um, with clients um, so it was it's always a case for me it's like right okay let's try and fix it myself let me trial and error a bunch of different things and then uh, once I realize that okay it's probably a little bit more stuff that I can't do because it's like real deep tissue stuff yeah. stuff that I could do but it makes your eyes water and you kind of end up stop putting pressure on it uh, I need someone else to go and do it and just beat me up basically um, so yeah that's that's where we're at Okay. And that's about it. Again, hit another 100, 200 putts in the past week. So the putting over five feet is extraordinary. But uh, we'll see how that converts to a golf course. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually joining you in a small, on the, in a small way on the, uh, 
the injury sensitivity train because I've got some sort of issue with my elbow at the moment. No idea what it is. Um, it's probably by virtue of me just getting older or just probably the fact that I've just been going back to the gym for about the first time in about six weeks and potentially overdone it. So um, that's been fun. Um, so, but, uh, but I have been down the range. I mean, I did crack on. I did sort of press on. Um, now, after last week when I was just going down for a sort of a relaxing sort of Zen experience, um, I was a little bit more focused this week. I was trying to do sort of technique focus. Um, I'd love to say I wasn't focusing on when, where the ball was going. I mean, it's impossible not to, basically, though, when you're down the range. But really, it was just trying to focus on sort of two components of my swing, which I know that I, it's kind of like, after a while, it's one of those weird things you kind of forget to do it. But after a while, if you sort of stop and assess, you'll be like, oh, yeah, why have I stopped doing those things that I've been told to do in lessons I've had in the past? Um, and those, those for me are basically the, the, the idea of kind of using, using all of my body to engage the backswing, not just using basically your yeah. arms alone. Um, cause that comes that that just, that results in absolute disaster for me. Um, and the other one is just a bit more relaxing on the, uh, the old grip pressure, feeling like I'm not absolutely strangling the golf club in the downswing, which massively, massively helps. Um, I had to start, had sessions sort of last week and there were quite a few times where I was trying to hit sort of mid irons and just thinking my connection doesn't feel right. And then, yep. Walked away and realized, oh yeah, it's because I'm gripping. It's basically because I'm trying to strangle the club. Like it's done me a terrible wrong. Um, so I just need to chill out a little bit on how I grip the club. So, um, so yeah, just working on those two things. Um, I mean, it's not like me to be self-diagnosing my faults, so that's good. Um, no idea if these are actually the right things to be doing or not. Could be, could be entirely counterproductive. But um, no, just trying to be, as I said before. Tim, when, when was your Sorry, when was your last lesson? Oh, uh, October, something like that. Okay. Why? Are you still working on the things that from that lesson, or have you forgotten those things? No, I remember that one. I remember the focus of that lesson. These are kind of going back to previous prior lessons. The last lesson I had was all about swing plane. Um, I mean, from literally, as I'm saying these things, it's coming to my head. I'm probably overthinking it, aren't I? Because I've just rattled off about four things I've been thinking about my golf swing. I'm probably overthinking it. There we go. Probably go back to whatever you just listened. Mm. Yeah, but you're saying that like my golf stays consistent and my golf stays like the same swing the whole time, True. which is definitely not the case. True. Um, yeah. It's it's like a chameleon, yeah. my golf swing. It sort of swings from one thing <laughs> to another from week to week. It's never it's never in a it's never in a stationary position. It's always in a state of flux, my golf swing, um, aka all over the place. Fair. Um and it's also that's that's a statement spoken from someone who's recently had a lesson and just found huge success on a golf course and it's like oh yeah get, yeah get a lesson mate just another example of when chris is on a bit of a high and he just starts <laughs> yeah. just starts chirping if it's not handing out pelts it's handing out advice i mean there's no advice in there mm. i would i would never hand out i would never hand out technique advice mm. Well, okay. Well, okay. We'll we'll leave it at that. Anyway, but while we're on it, what if? No. <laughs> right. Enough about us. Let's go on to what uh, the real golfers, the pros out there, have been doing. So, DP World Tour. I finally got my wish. Really, 
because I've been asking for literally like months and months and months for them, for these guys to play in like inclement weather conditions. And lo and behold, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday. It was obviously all kicking off. So I was following sort of developments on the uh, on the DraftKings app and I couldn't help but noticing that, I mean, I mean if you're in the DraftKings League, you'll, you'll have noticed that I needed no assistance to be completely useless this week on the European <laughs> tour. Um, but I did notice that my scores were absolutely plummeting on the second days. And I, I wasn't able to watch the coverage. So I just had to drop Chris a message and be like, is there something, is there something going on? Because the scores seem to, everyone's scores seems to be sliding south. Everyone's. Um, Chris, do you do you want to do you want to quickly summarise for those who might not be in the know about what happened? Yeah, if you if you haven't watched it, it's worth going back and having a look. Like Friday, because I, I was exactly the same, Jim. Friday, I was like, okay, squad's done okay on my fantasy league. We're doing all right here. And I just like obviously it started it was, by the time I got up, it was just singing already. The holes are being played. I just I looked at my team. I thought, hang on, he's on plus four through four. Like, what is going on? Like. I was like, hang on. And then I looked at all the other players and I thought, oh no, this is not just, just him. This is everyone. Like plus two good score if you're, you know, through 15 or plus two. I was like, okay, what on earth is going on? So I uh, fired up the computer as if I was going to do work, put the laptop next to me and went, okay, right, what's, let's get the sky on. Let's have a look and see what's going on in the golf. And honestly, it was, I, I, I Tim messaged you, messaged you. I was like, this Tim, this is exactly what you've been asking for. Yep. Conditions that, most of us would never want to be at one point. I'm pretty sure they were, you know how like in the UK in autumn, you get the, the leaf blowers out and you're blowing leaves off the, they were blowing sand off of the greens. There was literally like a, it was a, a dust, a sandstorm or whatever. And the wind was just insane. People were hitting shots and the wind was just a rast of wind. At the most ridiculous force would come in and just take the ball away off, off the planet. It was, it was nuts. I think Morikawa was plus two through the day, and I think that was probably one of the best scores of the day. Like it was, it was nuts. It's worth going to watch the um, the highlights. I think McElroy did really well on the Friday. I as think well. he, yeah, he, he it, hit it, par, it, which was the leading score of the second of the second oh, did day. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get out there and control it in that wind, you've you've played some good golf. I'm going to basically just suggest that actually some of these players they they can't do it on a wet night in Stoke. Is that <laughs> no? Is that is that just me? Just me? I I, I did enjoy watching it. it. It's again, it's like I said last week. It's it's, it's uh, when Russell Knox hit a, a, a straight um, hook into the into the trees. It's it's quite nice to see the pros struggle every now and again and mm. look human um and i kind of i think back was when when was the last tournament there conditions like that and i don't think they've played in conditions as bad as that since royal port rush um where the open mm. was now that's completely different conditions because you've then got the rain as well and this time they were fighting sand but it's the type of conditions that we talk about wanting to see them playing in all the time conditions that we would take a step outside and be like well probably probably not today i think i'm I think i'm good i think we're good nice and warm but um like like, can you imagine, right? They were hitting, like, there were people out there hitting, let's say, plus eight was a fair, seemed to be a fairly standard score on Friday. If they're hitting plus eight, what on what on earth would we get? Like, playing off the same, what would we score? Like, we in, are we in the 200 mark? Like, what are we scoring there in those conditions? 
Yeah, I think you would you would definitely be taking home the value for money award in that situation. Yeah, uh, that would be. <laughs> You're looking at 150, got to, surely. I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. Definitely. Um, I, I think, mean, so a, a, video that I, a video I sent into the group, I think it was like Ian Poulter hit driver off the deck to try and keep the driver out of the wind. And even that got high enough that the wind was so strong. Uh, it went what, 200 yards, I think, yeah. if that, and was yeah. like 40, 50 yards short of the green. You're like, right, that's, yeah. That's some serious weather conditions because he flushed it as well. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think more, yeah. more of that, more of terrible conditions. I want to, I want to see them in terrible conditions. I want them to see them in downpours of rain, in in wind, in fog, just boggy <laughs> conditions. I, they they should play what we have to play. Yeah, come to black, <laughs> come to come blackness to in mid in mid January. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, obviously this comes from uh, definitely not from a position of jealousy that they're playing the courses they play every single week, but uh, oh well, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, Thomas Peters takes the win, but do we need to talk about Seamus Power? I think we probably do. It's worth a mention, I think. I mean, so he, he finished uh, tied 14th, but he started the year. Ranks 72nd in the world. He's now into the top 50. Now ranks 47th in the world. He's absolutely on a roll. And Wait, hold up, hold confess... up. Can I just pause you a second? Yep. Have we, are we, we've moved on to the PGA tour now, right? Yeah, I kind of... I kind of I, wanted I, to go I, on to it. Only I know, I know he's, it's, it's mainly because he's European and I got excited talking about a European who's actually looking quite good at the moment. Sure, I'm, I'm quite happy to skip onto the PGA tour. A, we should probably <laughs> let the listeners know, but B... Are we also just going to skip out the fact of how how well you did on DraftKings? Are we are we just avoiding that completely? Well, I was going to come on to talk about that. Okay, fine. Because um, my 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 monster my monster my monster on DraftKings was on the PGA and absolutely definitely not on the DP World <laughs> Tour. But do I detect there's some sarcasm in your voice and you want to talk about it's how like, spectacularly badly I did on the DP World Tour this week? Like, talk about talk about you know DraftKings and there being yeah. a level yeah. of luck involved in DraftKings Tim Common being so far above ahead of everybody else and just cruising the one I'm not sure I've seen a lower score on DraftKings before is are we are, that's got to be some kind of record I mean I know Ben wasn't far off but yeah you, you are five points yeah you you've well done. I, I I had very much attempted to move on as quickly as possible from uh, the DP World Tour because I thought this I thought this might come through, um, and deservedly so. No, I'm pretty sure that I achieved one of the worst scores ever known. On, in yeah. Um, so 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 the boys rounded out the, the the league, the competition for the week. So I came 13th. Tim came 14th. Bearing in mind, I was 80 points behind 12th. Tim was. <laughs> <laughs> just a small matter of 80 points uh tim was so i finished on 190.5 tim was what 55 behind me so we, we were a long way adrift we didn't do the slice of golf uh but five five miscuts doesn't help yeah. that is yeah that's harsh Hang on a second. Let me, it's funny as well because i what did i message into the group was it on thursday or wednesday i was like 
not fancy it this week. I've yeah. uh, <laughs> re- really got a good team. On paper, it's excellent, sensational. I couldn't hack it in the uh, windy night in Stoke. Couldn't hack it, yeah. The sandstorms of Abu Dhabi. Oh my God, I was f- my team was 48 over this weekend. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> Majority of that was for two rounds of golf as well. Yeah. <laughs> half of them didn't even play. Yeah. That's only half of the tournament. I was 48 over. <laughs> oh, I don't PGA. Tim's a pro. So, yeah, let's, let's switch. switch um, where... C- Conversely, probably had one of the best weeks I've ever had in my life on the PGA Tour. Um, so bear in mind, what do we say? I got 135 points on mm. the DP. Um, so bet. So that was that was there. I got 634 on uh, on the Amex. And can so I, that, was, that was much. Can we better. can we just go one deeper on that, Jim? You got 135 points across the four days on in the European Tour. Um, Hudson yeah. Swarford, sorry, got 144 points on his own this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good pick. That was a good pick for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, on the PGA this week, I, I had a very, very strong team in terms of the, how the guys performed. So, I had, uh, yeah, I had Swafford, I had Putnam, Griffin, uh, Sibu Kim, I had Patrick Cantlay. Very, very strong performances from my lot mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, you're absolutely right. Hudson Swafford takes the win, an emotional win. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, basically, his father passed away oh. in December. And I believe this was only his, I think it was his third win on tour. Mm-hmm. And he was brilliant. Held off an incredible field this weekend and um i think he had his son there with him as well so fair play um great to see obviously gone through a tough time um i'll, I'll also live with you i didn't know much about him before the weekend just gone i'm gonna be completely honest um, i'm not i'm not an absolute golf badger i don't know every single golfer that's out there but um yeah he was great played really really well and i, I really like him because he takes the um the banter that he looks, the spitting image of Harris English very well. Because uh, on Twitter afterwards, loads of people were posting photos of Harris English saying, well done, great win, tagging Hudson Swafford. Um, so he, t- he does take it very, very well. So good on him. Both both of them do, to be fair. Um, yeah, I mean, he looks, I mean, he does look a little bit like a substitute geography teacher, but, he's a, but I'm sure he's a lovely, lovely guy. <laughs> and uh, it was a great win. So very, very chuffed with that. Um now, anything more from you, chaps, before we move on to the ladies? Because no, just, there just, some... let's just finish. You're giving Seamus Power a shout out because he's been awesome. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I completely glossed over what I was talking about. Um, yeah, so Seamus Power. We actually talked about him a little bit last week and sort of in, in the midst of talking about, oh, <laughs> he'd probably be in the Ryder Cup team if it was getting picked now, just because the current state of European golf. Um, out of nowhere, just he's pulling up trees. Yeah. I mean, not out of nowhere, but... As I said, 72nd uh, at the start of the year. He's gone down to 47th in the world now, so he's absolutely flying. Um, chaps, be honest, did either of you know anything, anything about him before this year? Because no. I didn't. No. I saw, saw, saw his name a couple of times, but I think I think the, the most noticeable the most notable thing that I knew about Seamus Power was anytime you scroll through DraftKings, you'd notice that he doesn't have a profile picture and it was just an island flag. So I knew very little about him. But So I would always see him on the leaderboards and be like, oh yeah, there he is. Just recognising him as like an Irish flag. So I had no idea what he looked like um, until kind of this weekend. 
I love that. I love that. That's the that's the intel on his golfing yeah. performance up until now. That basically you saw him also, as a flag. Also, yeah. we know based off that that Ben has never picked him before because Ben doesn't pick players that don't have a profile picture. Mm. Not true. Not true. No, because Will Zalatoris still doesn't have a profile picture. Did he not? <laughs> that, neither does. Uh, neither does um, Nikolai Hoygaard. Doesn't oh, have a profile picture. Sort us out. Get the profile. There. Yeah, get some pictures in there. Yeah, I think he obviously first weekend he absolutely crushed it, and then he hit, he t- hit two over. Oh, done, done anything remotely similar to what he'd been doing previously, he wins. So, yeah, I I am thoroughly enjoying his run of form right now. He's the last, I think, end of last year, beginning of this year. He's just been playing some very, very, very good golf. I think one thing that irritated me was he was. At one point, he was six under through six on day oh, yeah. two, day three. We, we couldn't believe our eyes. And who were they showing on TV? Phil Mickelson, who's on plus eight. I'm like, what? I'm like, I get the idea of the the player performance, whatever it's called, but like, if you've got a guy on a hot streak here of six under through six, and you're not giving him any TV time, and you're showing someone who's on plus eight, me is not okay. Mm. Um, speaking of hot streaks, we probably need to talk about Will Zalatoris' front nine, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that... So, I'm thinking, I think I'm right. It was, a tw- it was a 29 front nine, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, as, that's that's ridiculous. It's obscene. Was it six or seven birdies in a row? Do you still have um, a tour card? That's no, he's tour pro this year. He did he get tour card. Okay, yeah, I think it's tour card. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts on it though. But um, something that I thought watching it, I kind of lost interest in the competition uh, quite quickly because it, it's kind of like your, your typical American course in, in that sort of region. And that mm-hmm. it's very manufactured, and there's lots of ponds and stadium course, everywhere. isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah, and I just kind of was watching it like they got this tournament being played at the wrong time of year because there was no rough. At all. So the players could hit it anywhere. And as long as it was not in the water, they were safe. So within reason, you could kind of launch it and, and do whatever you wanted with it. Um, and it was because the grass is dormant. It's not warm enough for the grass to actually grow. Right. So you're kind of like, well, there's no rough. What the fuck's the point in playing? Right. Put it another time of year. Yeah. Move some, move something around. It just uh, yeah, it just didn't sit. I thought the colour difference was cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much of that is like artificial spraying. Yeah. Um, but I just thought any time the ball went into the rough, you're like, well, there's actually no penalty there. It's yeah. not a lot different from here now, fairway. So I feel like the, t- the tournament lost a lot because of that. I mean, again, it's not the rough that we're hitting into, is it? I mean, no. down literally at kind of wherever we're playing, like Chelsfield or you know, one of those golf courses. And what, is yeah. it the 17th, the par three over water, that is just, I mean, feels very familiar to several other par threes out there in the world? Um, but yeah. that that there's a video out on YouTube which if you haven't watched yet go and watch highlights of the, the shockers that people are having on the 17th on over the weekend it's very amusing it makes you feel like a normal a normal golfer again it's just then one you know people there's basically if you if you haven't it's an island green essentially and there's no it's like green rocks and then water there's no there's no if it you hit something that's still nothing's going to stop it it's gone 
and so many people's like yeah. just rolling off into the rocks and then they're walking over and they're trying to hit it and they hit it and it rebounds off the rock and back into the water so they go back off up to the tee box i'm just like this it's, it's quite common. it's quite amusing to watch and see golfers going through right yes yeah, now you're dealing with crap that would be expected to be dealing with and you're doing about as well as i'd hoped I can imagine, like, if we were out there, you miss the first one. You put the first one in the drink. You can very quickly get quite yeah. panicky and get very, very stabby. <laughs> Start thinning them and sending absolute nukes twenty yards long. Yeah, I, I can't imagine to be a comfortable hole, comfortable hole of golf for us lot to play. I'd have hooked three into the drink. I reckon. Yeah. That would that that's that's where my golf goes when I'm a bit panicky <laughs> and an uncomfort and unconfident. Dramatic hooks. <laughs> rear their ugly heads oh golf support for a slice of golf is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawn mower 4.0 all across europe join over 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this very exclusive offer just for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code sundayred at manscaped.com also they have another tool this one's called the weed whacker very handy nose hairs ear hairs Let's face it, they're all a bit rank. We've all stepped into a lift, gone for a close-up and thought, uh-oh, that's hideous. Well, with the Weed Whacker, you've got, you just don't have to worry about that. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNDAYRED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code SUNDAYRED. Um, right, just before we sort of pivot back to um, golf nonsense, one thing we saw this weekend, I say we, the Royal We, I think Fowlis saw this, um, was the performance in, uh, looking at performances in the mm. LPGA. Um, I did tell Fowlis that he had nothing to prepare for this podcast. I've kind of completely stitched him up and dropped him in it. But as he was the one in sort of custody of the stats and facts, I am going to put it over to you. Um, I'm not going to intro it. Go for it. Tell us what you saw. Yeah, okay, so um, I quite like Twitter for all the abuse and, and vile stuff you see. You do find some some pretty amusing stuff. And then some some stuff that was, that was quite interesting, particularly surrounding the golf. I think hopefully now, because of the exposure that the women's game is getting, it's we're starting to put to bed the idea that uh, if a scratch golfer male played uh, off the same tee as a professional female, then they'd score, shoot the same score or, uh, or better. Um and there were a couple of tweets that went out, and I'll pretty much read them word for word. And it's hopefully we're starting to get to the stage where that argument can be put to bed because mm. in the LPGA Tour and the Ladies European Tour, these are ridiculous golfers. Like the skill level and the talent is is phenomenal, way better. You know, they are leagues ahead of, of your average scratch golfer, that's for sure. Um, so uh, a stat through three rounds this weekend. So because uh, it was an LPGA Tour player and they were playing with celebrities. Um, through three rounds, Nelly Corder was 13 under par. And then there's a few celebrities, but Marty Fish, the old tennis player, who's off a plus two, right? So he's significantly better than Scratch. He was plus eight. So that's what the 21 shots better. Over he three was eight rounds. Over, over three rounds. Over, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was over three rounds. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro, who was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, it's Carlton. Yeah. Uh, he plays off 0.3, so very, very close to scratch. He was 24 over par. 
So we're looking at wow. a significant difference. What's that? 24, 13. There's 37 shot difference between him and Nelly Corder. That's over just three rounds of golf. Uh, second tweet, this is after the Sunday. So Daniel Kang won. Uh, I know Chris's favourite uh, female player. And to be fair, you got to go some to dislike Daniel Kang. If you didn't like her, I would, I would question question your sanity. She's so easy likable. Um, so Daniel Kang this week posted four rounds in the 60s, which is it's phenomenal anyway. The entire celebrity field, you know, there are players that are you know off plus. You know, they're way better than scratch. Not a single one. Any of them, none at all, across all four rounds, um, scored in the 60s. Daniel Kang wow. hit four rounds, wow. all four, in the 60s, and the entire celebrity field, zero. Big fat goose egg. And bear in mind, in each group, there were two pros and two celebrities. There's a lot of celebrities out there, and there's a lot of very good celebrity golfers out there. So, yeah, it's I, I, I've said it before, I think even more so when the Solheim Cup was... And, was, and they were playing off on. the same tees, weren't they? They were playing the same... Same tees, yeah, same. same tees. Yeah. So that argument of like, oh, well, male scratch golf would be, um, no, they wouldn't. They get absolutely blown out of the water. Um, <laughs> and I think it's it's tournaments like that this weekend. It's great. It's great exposure, but also it, it goes a long way into really helping solidify the how good they really are. What do you? Yeah. Okay, I, I I'm now dropping you in it. Do you know? Have you looked into where the difference is? Do we know, or can we hyper aware the differences? Like, is it because it distance probably isn't? I'm I'm making a sweeping generalization here. Is it just pure accuracy, being ten feet closer to the pin on every shot? Like, where where is that difference? From the, the tournament this weekend, I don't know, and I I, I guess it would be impossible to um, actually determine yeah. where it is because you've got scratch golfers all, all over the world. Um, I've not looked that kind of deep into it based on this tournament. Like, cause I, ma- I imagine uh, the Danielle Kangs, the Nelly Corders are hit miles anyway. Like, even if a scratch male golfer was hitting the ball a decent way, I, I wouldn't expect it to be that much further than than the top driver I, on the women's tour. So, it, it, like, it just—I reckon it's just consistency. It's just consistency. Yeah, it's just consistently hitting your numbers, being accurate, just. After hole after hole after hole after hole, it's like there's nothing there's nothing rogue in there. It's just consistency on every hole. I think mean, that's the kind of the staying power. I think that's that's and that's an, a really interesting jumping off point because how many times have we seen sort of? Uh, I don't know if this is like if there is something we can go into here or if there is something to be got at. But whether there's something about in the men's game, I mean, we we've seen loads of times, haven't we, about players kind of leading and then absolutely, you know flushing one straight right bins out of bounds so i don't know is there any i'd, I'd love to know if there's any stats out there if there's any anything out there around i don't know the consistency it, honestly, consistency it, must, it must be the the consistency or proximity to pin on the approaches or something like hmm. just i would i'd love to see the actual the actual because imagine like imagine being a scratch golfer right so you're already thinking yeah, I feel pretty good about my game. It's not like you're walking up there thinking, you know, it's not me playing off hitting 96 each week. Like you're walking up there thinking, yeah, I'm pretty good about my game. And then being beaten by, what was it? 30 shots. Like you'd be like, what on earth has happened? Like what? And I, also, this is not, being beaten by 30 shots. This isn't a mug. Like I'm going to call him Carlton Banks because yeah. I always know him as Carlton Banks. Yeah. 
Carlton Banks, uh, he's essentially, for all intents and purposes, a scratch golfer. His handicap index is 0.2. So he's about as good as you can get <laughs> until you before there. I think there's just... You, we don't really come to appreciate it because we don't see the course when it's not in yeah. tournament condition. Yeah. But I think maybe the gap becomes a little bit closer then because when it is in tournament condition and golf clubs have spent all year preparing it for this one weekend where they know they're being panned out across the globe. They are making that golf course as perfect and as challenging as possible. Mm. So maybe on your average week in six months' time around the same golf course, the scratch golfer may get a little closer. Right, That may close the gap. That's a may. Yeah. I'm still predicting they'll still get nowhere yeah. near. But um, you know, it's it, the golf courses are set up to be really challenging and the ladies are just absolutely shooting the lights out. Yeah. I mean, 13 under through three rounds is sensational. Yeah. Excellent golf. Yeah. Fair. Um, right. Now, for something a little bit more ridiculous and nonsensical. Um, now, the chaps have absolutely no idea where I'm going with this, so I'm very excited, but I'm getting some puzzled faces from them, which is making this even better. Hey, I thought, um, I thought this was the right. end of so, the pod. I thought we were done. I was like, ready to go. Oh, no, 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 no. There's more. Oh, there's more. So, as we all know, it's winter. We're not playing as much as we'd usually want to be playing. So I just want you boys to imagine. Fast forward a few months. Sun's out. The ground's firm. The shorts are on. You've maybe got some new gears, maybe some new sticks in the bag, maybe a beer or two in the bag, ready for warmer, warmer golf. Great, great, great scenes. I'm going to bring you back down to earth with some of the typical scenarios we would normally find ourselves in and ask, what would you do in this scenario? Um, now, I've, I've, I've come up with um, made-up names for golf clubs um, because I didn't want to make this kind of too relevant to any courses that we have played. So I've, I've made some situations, some scenarios, if you will, and I'm just going to ask you to take your turns about what, what you're going to do next in each of these scenarios okay you you, you ready for this sounds sound simple yeah, enough it, any questions before yeah, we begin? Yeah. Or... okay fine sound like you had a question but we'll we'll press on right number one you're on the tee box of a 470 yard par four at hook bridge golf club you step <laughs> up you step up with a big stick you ready yourself you decided to throw the hammer of thor at this one and you top it you top it so bad that it lands in the rough in front of the tee box. It's about 50% submerged in the grass. So you've probably still got about 450 yards to, to go. What are you doing here? Ben. I would like to say that I would keep my cool, but an audible F-bomb. <laughs> what I would like to do, what actually happens yeah, I think, yeah, maybe let's yeah. go with that. That'd be good. I, yeah, let's do I, that. I, I would love to say that I wouldn't be shouting fuck as loud as I could. Well, not, not, not quite as loud as I could, but I would be um, audibly shouting fuck, yes. Um, I would also be looking around to see if anyone fancied giving me a mulligan, but I'm fairly sure everyone would be like, no, you, you, can, you can sod off. Um, and it would be very quickly, very little thought, pull out the three wood and hit, try and hit it as hard as I possibly could. And we just hope it goes somewhat in the right direction. Otherwise, there, it might soon be followed by another F-bomb. 
Yeah, Chris? I was going to go more down the route of what shot I was going to do next. I'm sure what you what you were after. Um, uh, no, that's fine. You can go with what shot you do next or assume, what you think you might do next. If, this, you is, if this is um, on one of our majors on the tour, the rules are if you haven't passed the women's tees, you play your next shot with your shorts trousers down. So I'm assuming that's been enforced. I've got my jazzy boxes on, hopefully. Uh, I'll probably... How far is it to the fairway? Um, let's say... 50 yards. Oh, fine. Okay, I'm probably going to get like a six iron out and, and bump it up the fairway. Okay. Is my plan. Okay. I would say that's probably a bit more sensible than what Ben said. But what, what do I know? All right. Number two. You're playing at Shankingham Lakes Golf Club today, and it hasn't right. been going well. You're on a par five, which incorporates something of an island green. You've hit your third shot to a landing area in front of the lake. You have 170 yards to the middle of the green. That is if you go direct. If you go direct, there is nothing but water for 130 yards until you get to the green. If you go right, there is a fairway which does take you on a wider route to the green. What are you doing? Now, bearing in mind, you haven't been playing well. Always back yourself, even in the darkest, deepest days. Okay, so well, you've, got you've got 170 yards. It yeah, depends. Man. Depends how about 130 to carry the water. What are you yeah. pulling out? So 170, yeah, 170 to the pin. 130. So you I mean, yeah, I'm go- obviously going for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I. It depends how bad the round has been because if it's deep into the round and it really has been that bad, I might, I might not be on the course anyway. So uh, we're going to play for the fact that I am on the course, and then I would just play. Either an eight or a seven. If nine. I ever see Farris um, okay. lay up for a hundred and thirty yard carry, I'll I will make sure I mention it on here and let him live that down. <laughs> I think I I can say with confidence if I'm considering laying up from hundred and thirty <laughs> yards. I mean, actually, no, I just wouldn't even be on the course at that point. If it's ever got that bad, I think I would be firmly in the clubhouse, sinking a pint. Come <laughs> come that point. Go for it. Oh, okay. Go for it. But are we going? Are we going with it? With like, are we? Are you? Are you playing to the one seventy, or are you playing like a comfortable just get over the water? I don't know. Because if you play comfortable, just get over the water, you're ending up in the water. So you play for one eighty. <laughs> exactly. You play exactly. for one eighty, even if you hit a bit of a fat duffy shot, and you still manage to get through it. It goes one forty. You're fine. Okay. Nice. Nice. This is just something for people to picture if they're ever in these scenarios out on the golf course. This is dark. These are our expert tips. And, it? and if I okay. shake it, by the sounds of it, chances are I've missed the lake anyway. So then I've gone. Well, this is true. I've gone to the right and I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good that's a good point. Okay. Next one. You're enjoying a nice day out at Whiffingham Courts Golf Club. The day's been going generally well thus far. However, you've hit a few blocks with the driver. You're on the 10th. This is a 330-yard par 4 with a stream crossing the fairway at 240 yards. To the immediate right of the hole and running all the way alongside it is the clubhouse and the car park. <laughs> what do you do in this situation? Wow. So you've been hitting blocks with your driver. I, I mean... Oh. You've got 330 yards with a stream at 240. 
before Ben gets in there and says this, uh, two forty is probably out of my reach anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Chris, there he is. <laughs> Although I probably, Dobber, I right. probably wouldn't take driver because two forty, I would feel is like uh, there's a high chance if I hit it well, I'd be in that street. I can't carry two forty, so I'm not carrying the stream. Um, and you've been blocking it, and I've been blocking it. So I would, I'd probably take, I, I'd probably play the safe play, take the the three hybrid of four iron, and probably still block it out to the right, out of either out of bounds or or not in play or with a difficult second shot. That's what always happens. Whenever I take the safe option, I always fuck. I think I should have just gone for the driver, but um, yeah, that's that's what I in my head I'd do. I'd be like, right, three iron, four iron, hopefully put it less out of bounds than the driver would be. And and hopefully not hitting any cars would be the ideal. Thing. Less out of bounds, such a great <laughs> phrase. Just a little bit less out of bounds. <laughs> Benjamin, I was uh, I was all set on yeah going for it until you brought in the fact that the clubhouse is just down the right. That um, that could be quite a costly driver. That so uh, I'd put the driver back in the bag and I would be. I'm assuming it's sunny midsummer as we said. I'd be taking three wood and taking on the stream. So you don't, you, you're confident just, that with the, you're blocking your driver, but you wouldn't block your three wood into a similar position. No, I mean, it's... Also, it, how it, far it, do you get your three wood? I play for a 245 carry. So in the summer, a bit downwind, I would... 245 carry and the stream is at 240 yards. Yeah, well, if, you know... How far is the, I feel like the clubhouse go for it. cars are well within reach still. Yes. Yeah, but three wood, it's an odd one for me. Three wood just this past year just feels so comfortable. Um, even a mate of mine said that to me. He was like, I don't know why you ever take driver. Just just take your three wood. You seem to hit it pretty straight every time. Should, should I say uh, it? Take a note of that one for next time I play with you. Yeah. Yeah. Ben no, said, well, I can't miss with a three wood. <laughs> can't miss with a three wood. <laughs> I've never... Driver goes absolutely anywhere, but three wood, three wood just feels really comfortable. It, you know, when people have like a comfortable club in their hand, statistically, it shouldn't be, you know, when you look at all statistics, because you practice so many more drivers, three wood is like only 1% more accurate. But for me, that's just, that statistic is just wrong. Three um, wood's a lot more I read accurate. That, me, I read so that I stat today. Myself. Really interesting stat that the three wood is only 1% more accurate and you lose on average 30 yards. Of- of distance so basically yeah. it's never worth taking the three wood i like assuming you're not slicing your driver and not slicing but yeah statistically it's never worth taking your three wood over your driver yeah, yeah i mean just just this is a conversation i had with the same person was think of how many drivers you hit on the driving range over time you're going to hit a lot more drivers than what you do three wood not often do you go oh i'm going to practice my three wood yeah. on the driving range um so it really is it's a just a comfort thing if you step on the tee it's not necessarily going to make you any more so can you can you just write and and that in the word write this down tim ben said i've never felt comfortable with my three word and i I think he said i cannot miss with my three word was the other what did he say that cannot miss with my three word is the quote (laughs) i I can't wait to be getting out on the course with you two and hitting absolute seeds the next time with my three word I'm I gonna, can't wait for you. I am going to club 12 the shit I, out of every single one as well. I Bang. predict we don't see the Hold three that. wood. I predict he goes all in on the driver. He yeah. then just leaves the three wood in the bag. 
Yeah. And, and that, and that uh, to quote uh, Ben, there is uh, statistically, if you look yeah. at the statistics. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. good, good articulation there. Yeah. Always Facts. statistically look at the statistics. To, to summarize that one, Very good. if we're right. still ending up in the car park, is what's happened there. It sounds like <laughs> it to me. I think, I think he's got an insurance I claim agree. coming his way. Uh, right. We've got two more scenarios. Uh, scenario number four. You're coming down the home stretch at Duffinghurst Park Golf Club. It's the 18th. You're currently on 80 stroke play and your best ever round is an 85. Okay. You've unfortunately sliced your tee shot into the woods. However, you have found it. It's a par four and you've got a mere 110 yards to the pin. However, the line in front of you is riddled with danger. Trees are plenty. You could take the risk. Or you could take your medicine, go out sideways. But if you do that, are you risking the best ever round? What are we doing? So we have to have to par it on the last to shoot the best ever round. Correct. Oh, go. And you're it. in the trees after your tee shot. Without question, I am Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, <laughs> whoever you want. Absolute miraculous recovery is coming out. Jordan Spieth, eat your heart out. Watch this. I'm putting it on the green, and I am going for it 100 percent. because worst case scenario where you don't hit your best ever round but you've still had a pretty bloody good round i mean theoretically you could take it on even if you kind of clump it into the trees you could still drop out of the trees and theoretically still have two shots there you go but you could also just ping it straight you could also hit a tree up in the trees and you now take to get out of the trees yeah. and you've hit 90. Exactly. So you, you could, in one fell swoop, go from shooting your best ever round to, I don't know, scoring a seven or an eight on the last on the last hole and it just turns into an average typical yeah, round. And then you're leaving. I fucked it up. Yep. Yeah. If Glory's no, inside, you've got to go for it. Yeah, no, I'm actually with Ben. If I if I can see a gap and I know that my best round ever is on, I'm going for it for sure. Uh, if I don't know my score, and um, perhaps we're, you know I'm just playing for pure points for race to the by ranking, race to right, race to race to very mental ranking. Uh, I come out sideways and back my short game to get up and down and get a bogey. Yeah, but yeah, if I, okay. if, I if I if I know my score and I'm like, yeah, best rank A, I'm going. Basically, we're going for it. Is what I'm taking from this. Yeah. We're going for it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's actually the answer I was hoping for. So that's good. That's good. Right. Last scenario. And apologies, I appear to have written something of a short story for this one, but I shall read it anyway. <laughs> right. Here we go. You're playing at four more golf club. You've been paired with a random single for the day. You've enjoyed each other's company, but you're hardly mates. You step onto the tee of the seventeenth a par five which flanks the car park and the road into the club. You've taken your drive and put it down the middle of the fairway. Lovely stuff. The random single goes for a fatty boom batty thunder punch drive and creams the ball into the car park. Almost instantaneously, he takes another ball out of the bag, reloads and sends it down the fairway. He then picks up his bag and strolls down the fairway without a care in the world. He steadfastly refuses to acknowledge his first drive, even when you bring it up. The round is finished and he has to run off. He has to rush off quickly and he jumps in his car and leaves, 
leaving you in the car park with still some way to walk to your car. What do you do? Fuck. Have we, has there been damage? Have we heard hit the, we the don't ball hitting anything? We don't know. We don't so there's know. There's been no audible sound, otherwise we would know. Um Ooh, this is yeah. a tough one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I might you might just go down the route of deny, 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 straight in the car, off we go. Keep me quiet, keep me head down. Just I know for a fact you would do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's probably because he's not a car owner. Doesn't have the car that if it happened to him, he'd be screwing. Yeah. uh, If you haven't heard anything, I feel like it's not hit anything. I feel like like you're safe. Really? Yeah. If if you go to a car, would make a... A fairly substantial sound, I imagine. Yeah, it's par five, so he's probably hit it quite away. Remember, as I described it, he's hit a fatty bumbatty thunder punch drive. <laughs> I so think it's probably gone some. You'd hear it? I think you'd hear it. Um, that my the what's it called? I was going to say morals. Is that right? Would I my moral? thing would be like i i feel like something needs to be said but if nothing if nothing, i feel like anything, chris you would go in and say something yeah but i don't want to just rat someone out <laughs> i don't want to be like that dude i'm just playing with it's just he's just hit a ball in there because also then it just makes it sound like it's me that's done it and i'm blaming the one the single ball who's got off on his <laughs> exactly why i wrote it it's exactly why i wrote it like that so are you just blaming your mate who's driven off? No, it was definitely him. Like, there's, there's, I lose in this situation. The random single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- I'm going with if, there's no, if there hasn't been any sound and I've walked past uh, my car and I can't see any damage on anything, um, I think we're good. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right, well, thanks for playing my, uh, my, my, anyway, my if, little if someone, game. If he came out and said, one of you's just smashed my car to pieces... I'm, I'm obviously being like, I'm not going to be like, nope, didn't see anything happen. Like, I wouldn't lie. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, just... <laughs> Ben's like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. I've only hit one drive in the middle of the fair. <laughs> no idea, mate. Oh, well, I hope you enjoyed my little silly game. I certainly enjoyed writing it and making up those golf course names. <laughs> um just just to remind you of those those names I came up with, there was Hookbridge Golf Club, Shankingham nice. Lakes, Whiffingham Court, Duffinghurst Park, and four more golf club. I so I enjoyed writing those. Shankingham Lakes next. Shankingham Lakes sounds nice, doesn't it? it sounds terrifying. It sounds fucking terrifying, yeah. You got with the, the iron green. Lakes. Just yeah. just like Lake and Lake always on your right hand side, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything on your right. <laughs> Oh God, Shankingham Lakes! What a terrible place that would be. <laughs> oh, the leisure facilities. That's all I'd be worried about. That's all that Chris really cares about. So that that is a true fact. So I can't remember if we talked about this when we mentioned our our, our golf weekend we booked the other week. But um, just just so all the listeners are aware, leisure facilities are a must for this guy. So basically, Chris sure. won't go if there's not a swimming pool, jacuzzi, and steam room. He just won't <laughs> go. I'll take a sauna. But sure, yeah. Oh. I mean, to the extent where I've. I've gone to one of these courses early on the Friday night ahead of the weekend 
to be told at reception that Mr. Wright is at leisure. So not only had he got there early, but somehow the reception staff knew that he was in the pool. I don't know how knew they knew. I was at leisure. There we go. And I was having a lovely time at leisure. It was yeah. delightful. Um, and I do oh, enjoy way, something that cracked me up this week. Golf group. Uh, someone put a post uh, saying, I'm off to Croatia. Does anyone know any good courses to play? To which I was like, uh, I don't. No one. Because... I think there are two courses in the whole of Croatia. Turns out I think there's three. Um, but it just made me laugh that because we that's obviously where we put our dream our dream golf club. We must have been talking about that like a year ago now. If you haven't listened to that, by the way, you should definitely go back and listen to our dream golf club series of planning where and where and what our dream golf club would look like. I thought Thracian or Thracian Cliffs was in Croatia. Is that somewhere no, else? No, that's Bulgaria. 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 We do need to go there. Uh, that looks amazing. That looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, long weekend in Bulgaria? Long weekend in Bulgaria. Sure. Yeah, you count me in. Yeah. <laughs> Get that on the list along with Norway <laughs> and France. Oh, Lofferton Links. Yeah. And South Africa. Lofferton Links terrible as well. I feel like we should definitely do that. Yeah, I'm not sure how it plays at this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Cold. Probably, probably doesn't. Probably yeah, requires snowshoes. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dark that as well. It's probably always dark. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, that is mm. true. Anyway, we're now we're, we're now just talking absolute nonsense. Uh, but fellas, pleasure as always. Anything more before we go? Anything you want to throw into the throw into the ring, or are we all good? No, I think that's everything. Cool all good right guys we will see you next week as always thank you very very much for listening and we will see you on the next one see you later guys hello all just a quick one to say thank you very very much for listening if you're enjoying this podcast please can you hit subscribe and also leave us a review for wherever you get your pods from Um, it really really helps us to grow the show do more as said in the pod, we've got massive, massive plans for the show this year. We want to make it bigger, better than ever, more content, more guests, just more slice of golf. Uh, we love doing this. So please, please, if you get a chance, please subscribe and leave us a review. The pod's brought to you by Sunday Red, the best online golf club in the world. No membership fees, no dress code, within reason. Just a growing online community of like-minded golfers. We offer golf days, coaching content, even trips abroad. Sounds like your thing? Head on over to sundayred.co.uk. And also by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code sundayred at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com using that code sundayred.